Hello and welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. This is Pastor Lyle Phillips, and we are so grateful that you are tuning in. We pray that this message blesses and encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Good morning. I'm so glad you uh, chose to spend your Sunday morning here with us. My name is Maggie. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. And uh, welcome home to Pastors Lyle and Allison. They were on vacation this past week. Praise God for vacation, right? How many of you have been here uh, for one of the Sundays in January? Most of you, some of you. So if you have been here, you would have known that we have kind of termed this year as a, we believe that the word from the Lord over this year is that it's a year that dreams come true. And I think it was really fitting that Lyle and Allison uh, kind of started their year at Disney World because it's the the place that dreams come true. It's it's magical. (laughs) And we're just believing that what they got there, they brought home and we're just gonna have the most magical year here uh, but you know, it's interesting because we, in to- 2019, we declared that it was a year of the level up. And I don't think we knew the impact that that was going to have. How many people came and said, oh my gosh, that word marked my year. Like I leveled up like never before. Some of you are like, it hurt like crap. <laughs> like, but I leveled up. But we're just believing in faith that this word that we're declaring over 2020 is gonna do the same thing that it's gonna be a year that is marked by dreams coming to life. And you know, we believe as a house that when you walk into this place and you sit in that seat, that the Holy Spirit is gonna start to birth new dreams within you, that He's gonna breathe fresh life on dreams that have maybe died or laid dormant. You know, I'm believing this morning that as we're talking about dreams, that some of you have been holding on to some dreams that weren't God-given. And He's gonna actually cause some of those dreams for you. He's gonna cause you to open up your hand and let them fall to the ground and die so that He can bring new life to a new dream. Amen? Amen. You know, as, as we talk about this morning, what we're gonna talk about is living the dream. Living the dream. But before we start, can you all just do me a favor? Can you smile at me? Can you let your faces know that you're happy to be at church? We're stoked. Thank you. Pastor Lyle is excited. I need the rest of you to get in because I told this to the first time. It seems like every time I preach, my daughter, she's 10 months and she's the cutest thing ever. She's 21 pounds and just fat and chunky. And, but she's teething right now. And so I literally slept two hours last night. And, but she's so sweet. She just learned how to say mama. And so every time I would like try to scooch away from her, all of a sudden, mama. Mama, <laughs> and half of me was like, this is the life of a mom, I feel like. Half of me was like, I wanna cry. I just wanna cry. And then the other half was like, I love you so much. Like, I just wanna look at you all night. But anyways, give me grace, smile at me. Practice. Hey, I like it. But you know, as I was preparing this message, I really felt like the Holy Spirit impressed upon me to remind some of you And if I could, I would look each one of you in the eye and I would smile into your face and I would say, God has the best intentions for your life. God has the best intentions for your life. He has purposed and planned for your life to be beautiful. Some of you have walked through some real challenges, some pain, and that's real. But what it's done is it's caused you to take steps back from believing or trusting that God has the best intentions for you. 
So I just wanted to stand up here and remind you to walk out of this place. You can walk out with your head held high. You can walk out saying, God, you see me, you know me. You have good plans for my life. You have plans to prosper me. Amen. And you know, this series has been titled the World Changer Series. And as we're talking about dreams and going after your dreams coming true in 2020, do you know it's not just about you fulfilling your dreams and having this great life, it's actually to change the world around you. That you are called and you are purposed to be a world changer. That your dream is supposed to affect your neighborhood, your family, your college campus, your workplace. Some of you baristas, your coffee shop is supposed to be different because you're there. But can I tell you that there's often a misconception when it comes to dreams and going after our dreams. And it's this, it's that living the dream is different from dreaming the dream. Living the dream is different from dreaming the dream. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. So let's pray and get into it. God, thank you for every person in this room. Thank you for what you have already done. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would move in this place like never before among us. God, we are your people. This is your house. We come and fully surrender to you again. We ask that you would breathe fresh life, a fresh wind, on our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So living the dream is different from dreaming the dream. You know, you have to have a dream to live it, but a dream is a glimpse. It's it's kind of a vision of the future that God may give us. But then living it, walking it out, is all of a sudden worth 360 reality in this thing. And a lot of times it looks different than how we dreamed it. Yes. Can anyone testify to that? Amen. Amen. And you know, what can happen sometimes is we can, God can give us this dream in our hearts. You know, he's called you to the music industry. He's called you to be an author, to write books. He's called you to be a wife or a mom or a husband and have, a, have you know, amazing family for him. But what happens is we can start to walk out in the process and we can get disillusioned yep. Yep. because yep. living the dream looks different than dreaming the dreams. You know, you yep. face obstacles or you have opposition come and you can start to back away from the dream that God actually placed in your heart to live out. But we can start to take steps backwards and go, well, this is harder than I expected. This feels different. If it was the will of God, it should be easy. Can I just say, (laughs) some of you feel so entitled to your dream. You feel like God gave me a dream, so he needs to do all the work. He needs to make it happen. But can I tell you, that's not, he wants to partner with you. He wants to work alongside you, but he wants you to move forward and to walk forward in your dream. And I wanna encourage some of you in the house today that you're right where you're supposed to be, in the land of giants, wielding your weapons of faith. Because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God's will. You know, I I pray that we're a generation that understands that we were born to wage a war of faith. That 
No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And the dreams that God has placed in our hearts, they are not laid back, easygoing, lackadaisical dreams. They are dreams that are full of power and strength and full of Him. Can you say amen and say, can I just say, when we say amen, it means so be it. So when you're saying amen to me, you're affirming in yourself, so be that. That word that you just said, that my dreams are gonna be full of power and strength, amen, that's for me. But this morning, what I wanna kind of give you guys is four keys, four tools to put in your tool belt of life to walk when living our dream looks different from dreaming it. Because if we don't have tools, if we don't have things that we can pull out and say, oh, it's getting tough. I have the chance to get disappointed or disillusioned. Oh, I'm gonna pull out that tool because somebody told me that this is gonna be hard and I'm gonna need some tools to get through it. So we're gonna look at four things today. And the first one is that if we're going to live our dream, we are going to understand that we have to live with faith. That this walk that God has called us to is not a natural walk. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, it's not a natural walk that you're walking. It is a walk of faith. And faith simply means believing that something is true and then committing our lives to it. Believing that something is true and then committing our lives to it. So believing that that word that God placed inside of you, that thing that he called you to do, that industry that he called you to make an impact in, that it's true. What he said is true over your life. Don't get disillusioned in the process and start to doubt in the dark what he said to you in the light. It's true. And then we back it up with our lives. We throw our lives at it and say, this is true. And so I'm going to put my whole life to this. You know, some of you in this room, you were called to Nashville to change the, the music industry. Some of you were called to author a book that's going to change the mindset of an entire community. Some of you were called to be a parent, to have kids. But you know, when you took that first step to put your stake in the ground to say, this is what I'm believing for. This is what God has spoken. Don't be surprised when opposition comes. Don't be surprised when attacks come. Is it not God's will? Yes, it's God's will. But living the dream is different from dreaming it. You know, others of you in this room, it's been your dream to get married. And you're in your late 20s, 30s, late 30s. I get it. I got married when I was 31. But can I tell you that living the dream is different than dreaming it? (laughs) Because you have this dream and then all of a sudden God places you with this incredible person who starts to help shape and form and sharpen and see the selfishness falling off of you. And it can start to look different. Because one thing, marriage is not meant to make us happy. It's meant to make us holy. So we start to be in this transforming process with somebody who knows us better than anybody else in the world. And, you know, we can either start to look more like the devil (laughs) in marriage, and sometimes we do, or we can start to look more like Jesus. And it can make us holy, but living that dream is different. You know, my daughter, Arrow, she was our promise after we lost our, our, our second baby. 
So last night when I'm sitting there, you know, at four in the morning and she's crying, I had the choice to go, I'm living my dream. It looks different. I am tired. I have to preach tomorrow, but I'm living my dream. You know, some of you have dreamed of leading a team and, and getting a promotion and all of a sudden you're being stretched like you've never been before. And it's hard to lead people. It's not easy to have tough conversations. But know that you are right where God wants you to be and that He has equipped you to run this race well. It's just that living it is different than dreaming it. Don't back away from what God has called you to do. Believe that what He started a good work in you, He's faithful to complete it. And can I tell you that God's, He's not honored by your dream. God is honored by your faith. He's not honored by your dream. He's honored by your faith. Hebrews 11:6 says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without trusting that what he said is true and then backing it up with your whole life. It's impossible to please him. We have to have faith. You know, some of us are so stuck and worried about the timing of our promise that we start to back away from it because God, it's been... Five years, six years, seven years. I've been believing for this for so long. You know, I felt called to ministry when I was 11 years old. I remember sitting in church services and seeing women who were up preaching. And I mean, I was just like, they're so pretty. Look at their, their sparkly diamond rings. Like, I want to be just like them. And, you know, but I didn't know what it cost them. I didn't know that it would be years before I was getting to walk in a portion of that. But what I didn't realize is that God's timing is perfect. Give him the right to direct your life. I love this verse, Psalm 37, five in the Passion Translation. It says, give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you will find he pulled it off perfectly. He pulled it off perfectly. Some of you, it's just not your time yet. That's going to free some of you up in this room because it's going to free you up from feeling like you have to hustle. Like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I have to hustle to make it happen. Some of you, it's just not your time to have that amount of influence yet. Some of you, it's not that time for you to have that stage or that platform. It's not that time for you to be in that relationship. Trust God's timing. Let him direct your life. But if we don't have faith, we can get disillusioned in the dream. And at some point... We're going to have to choose. It's an act of our will. We're going to have to choose to believe. At some point, we're going to have to choose to put the facts aside and move forward, trusting God. We have to live with faith. Number two in walking out our dreams and living out our dreams is number two, we have to live with focus. We read this verse last week, but I'm going to touch on it again. It's Habakkuk 2, verse 2, and it says, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Write your dream down. You know, it takes faith to write your dream, because what it's doing is it's putting a stake in the ground saying, this is what I'm believing God for. Even when it's looking completely opposite, I'm not going to doubt what he said. It gives God something to breathe on when you write it down and make that statement of this is what God said. 
You know, when Dr. Josh Axe was here during our summer leadership school, he gave us a really, really easy kind of formula of how to write a mission statement. Basically how to take this big dream that God has given you and put it into words in very succinct uh, words that you can say, this is what I'm called to do. This is my bullseye, I can do it. Make it plain, the Bible says. And so we're gonna put that up. And what it is, is it says, I help blank do blank so they can blank. So I'm gonna put my mission statement up there so you guys can kind of see this in action. It says, I partner with Jesus, so I help Jesus, in building his church locally and globally to see it filled with thousands upon thousands of sons and daughters who are healthy, mature, and fully alive. So that's my mission statement. So when I'm looking at the bullseye of my life, I can go, that's my focus. I have to stay focused if I'm gonna walk this dream out. It's gonna take focus. You know, there's a fight for our eyes. Everything is measured by how many eyes are on it. And there's a fight for our eyes. That's why we must fix our eyes in Jesus because where we look, we will go. What we behold will become. You know, it's hard to run our own race when we're so busy looking at everybody else's. You know, if you stop, stop scrolling through everybody else's life, you might actually be able to live your own. If you stop looking at everybody else, the race that they're running, you might stop despising the race that you've been called to. I mean, how many times I know, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love my life. I have this beautiful life. You know, I have an amazing husband and beautiful kids and I'm a pastor, I'm living my dream. And then I get on Instagram and 10 minutes later, I'm like, my life sucks. Like, this is the worst. Really what, I, what I'm finding is I just don't curate my life to impress other people as much as somebody else does. But my life is beautiful and your life is beautiful. If you stop comparing it to everybody else's, you'll be able to have focus and live your dream. And it's gonna look different from the dream of the person next to you. That's okay, God didn't give you their dream, he gave you yours. Amen. Figure out what your dream is Amen. and run after it. Yes. Here's a tip, take Instagram off your phone. Like I know it's a great tool, but if some of you have such a hard time living your own life because you're paralyzed by watching everybody else's race, take it off your phone. I took it off my phone a long time ago. Now, anytime I go on, I have to monitor it for work, for, for legacy. But I go on the internet and I like type in Instagram and it's so unintuitive on the internet. You don't want to stay on there. So, but that's a tool that I found like I can run my race more effectively when I'm not looking at everybody else's. So we just kind of painted this big bullseye of how you run your race, live your dream is with focus. But I'm going to put a little caveat in here because some of you, you have this big grand vision that God has given you. But what's happening is you're not moving forward in your dream because you're not willing to say yes to what he's put in front of you today. Yeah. You're so fixed and focused on this. I wanna be this rock star. I wanna be the great author. And one day it's all gonna fall in my lap. And the Lord's saying, ah, ah, what have I put in your hand today? Are you willing to be diligent with it? What have I put in your hand today? Are you willing to show up? Are you willing to say yes when somebody asks you to do something? Do you show up prepared? Do you show up early? Like, are you, are you living with excellence now? It's funny, after the first service, I was talking to one of our guys, Ray, and he was like, you know, that was so true. I remember like I was, I was working at this gas station and I just was doing it well and I was being faithful and then they promoted me and then I was the manager and then I did this. And he goes, I can see these steps that led me from this point all of a sudden, I'm living my dream. 
And I think sometimes in our lifestyle today, we just expect like, well, I can live however I want. And then one day God's just gonna, da-da, here's your dream. No, no, no. He's taking you very seriously. He's watching what you do. He's watching how you talk about people. He's watching how you honor your leaders. He's watching how you interact in that relationship today. And you're saying you want this amazing marriage. How are you treating the girl that you're dating right now? You know, the problem is nobody wants to be diligent. Nobody wants to pay the price to actually show up. But leadership is not about this big moment, this aha moment. It's about every single faithful moment that you say yes to. And you do it faithfully what God's placed in front of you. And the next day you do faithfully what he's placed in front of you. And all of a sudden you're going to look up and you're going to go, oh my gosh, I'm living my dream. You know, it was, I think it was like four years ago. I remember sitting down with Lyle and Allison and, and, uh, they were, I had been, Rick and I had been serving in the kids ministry and I had been helping. I wrote their volunteer manual and was doing a training with them and sat down and they started to share with me how their current kids pastor was going to make a transition to go back to, to California and uh, work with their kids program there. And I remember sitting back in my seat and going, please don't ask me to be the children's pastor. Please don't ask me to be the children's pastor. They're like, so we want you to pray about becoming the children's pastor. I was like, ha ha, I'm going to need to pray about that. <laughs> and uh, so I went home and I, I was like, babe, they asked me to be the children's pastor. And he was like, yeah, I've known you were going to be the children's pastor for a month and a half. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not called to be a children's pastor. I love our kids. I don't know if I love their kids. Like, what? And he goes, yeah, but you're called to build the church. So that means whatever that takes. If that's cleaning the toilets or if that's standing on a stage. And let me tell you, sometimes it is easier to clean the toilets than it is to stand on a stage. Much easier. Last night at 4 a.m., I was like, God, why can't I just clean the toilets in the morning? But, you know, walking and living out our dream is about showing up and saying, I'm going to believe, I'm going to pray, I'm going to be there. I'm going to continue to be who you called me to be when no one acknowledges it. Whether anybody sees me parade around or not, I will be who you have called me to be. Because there's moments in our lives that matter. And these little moments matter because what you're doing right now is preparation for your next season. And if you're not doing what you're doing now, well, it's going to be hard to move forward, guys. Are we willing to be diligent with what he's placed in front of us? It's getting uncomfortable. So let's move to the third point because this one's more uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) Number three is we're going to live with fortitude. Live with fortitude. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. To live your dream, you're going to walk through some pain. And what fortitude means is courage in the midst of pain and adversity. To walk with courage through pain and adversity. If you're going to live out your dream, there will be adversity. You may not have seen it while you were dreaming, but it's going to be there. You know, and all of us need courage to keep walking, to believe God at his word when everything else around us seems to be going crazy. We need to choose to pick up fortitude and say, even in the middle of my pain, in the midst of my disappointment, in the middle of these issues, I choose to walk with courage. You know, God's doing more than you know. 
He's doing more than you can see or that you can feel. The Bible says that there's a great cloud of witnesses that surround us and they are championing you. They're cheering you on. They're not saying, oh, it's too hard for you. You're not gonna make it. They're saying, God is big in you. You can do this. He's faithful. He'll complete what he said. All his promises are yes and amen. You gotta walk with some fortitude and assurance, even in the midst of pain, perseverance. Know that God is with you. But you know, if you don't build your fortitude on the person of Jesus Christ, it's empty. I know so many people who are building their, for, their fortitude on their gifting and on their accolades and on the people they've surrounded themselves with. But it's empty. It's a, it's a shaky foundation if you're doing that. Build your fortitude on Jesus. Yes. Hebrews 10.35 says, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. That word endurance there in the Greek, it means to bear up under, to have patience, to come up under, to bear the weight of, to be able to hold something that is heavy, the power to withstand great pain or hardship. Wait, wait, did the Bible just say that we need endurance, which means the power to withstand great pain and hardship? The strength to continue despite fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions. You know, it's an interesting word to use in 2020. Because these days we don't want to bear up under anything. You know, we think if there's pain involved, it's the devil. We think that if there's extreme hardship, we're out of the will of God. We don't want to wait for anything. You know, we think patience is a cuss word. You know, that's the day that we live in. You know, like I'm addicted to Amazon Prime. And if it's not Prime, I will not order it. And it's like, it's stuff I actually need, but I'm like, I can't wait a week for it. If it doesn't get here tomorrow, I will not order it. But that's, that's our normal. We don't want to wait for anything. We don't want to bear up any, under anything. As soon as it becomes hard, you know, we want God to deliver us. But what he's saying is I want to take you through it. So going through it, you're going to develop the muscle and the fortitude to be able to do what I've actually called you to do. You know, anything that takes a bit of pressing, we're like, I'm out. This marriage just got hard, I'm out. This church, that leader challenged me, I'm out. You'll be a Christian for four seconds and you're gonna get offended. (laughs) And so if if we're not willing to bear up under some stuff, and say, hey, I'm going to commit. I'm going to have some fortitude in this. If we're going to walk out our dreams, we have to. You know, we all have the temptation to pull back. I wish somebody would have told me when my younger years, because I just was such a dreamer. I wish somebody would have said, you know, life's tough, sweetheart. Jesus loves you. But life's tough. I think some of us were like, if it's hard, Jesus, like he doesn't love me anymore. That's a lie from the enemy. He wants to give you the strength to bear up under what you're going through. You know, the goal is that we finish this race. It's not so much about what we do for him. It's how much we become like him. Because the more we become like him, the more we will do. But it's going to take fortitude to be like him. So to walk out our dreams, we have to have faith. We have to have focus. We have to have fortitude. And finally, we have to live with forgiveness. 
You know, some of you in this room, you wanna live your dream, but you're so bound by unforgiveness and bitterness. People have hurt you, that was real, I don't wanna minimize that. But you've justified the bitterness, the chip on your shoulder, the jaded mentality that you walk through white life with. But we can't walk freely into what God has called us to until we choose to forgive. You know, every single relationship in your life that's real, that's authentic, that you actually allow people into your world, it's going to require forgiveness. And in this run, in this walk of our dream, we have to get quicker at running to forgiveness. I have a formula that I use quite often, and it's, uh, we're going to put it up here, and it's in, in walking out forgiveness. This is a very easy way to basically clear yourself up and to drop some unforgiveness. And it's, Father, who do I need to forgive? He's going to show you somebody. Because you've all been hurt. You've all walked through something. What do I need to forgive this person? Some of you need to forgive God. And that's okay. That's okay. I forgive, Father, I choose to forgive this person for any and all the ways he, she, they hurt me, rejected me. We get to be powerful within our forgiveness. I I once heard somebody say that holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to get get hurt. Drinking poison and then expecting the other person. So when we're holding unforgiveness and we're not willing to say, hey, I release you, I forgive you, I choose, I'm a powerful person, I get to choose to forgive you. It's like drinking poison and then expecting them to get hurt. But can I tell you that there's healing and restoration found in the presence of God? You may not be able to forgive on your own, but you know, I am so thankful that because of the shed blood of Jesus and because of the knowledge that he chose to forgive me when I had nothing I could offer him, I now have the power to forgive. You know, don't let the pain of the journey steal the miracle of the moments. Don't let the pain that you've walked through in walking towards your dream steal the miracle of what God has done in your life, what he wants to do in your life. And you know, as we're closing, there's some of you, as we talk about this, you're going, Maggie, I don't have a dream. I don't know what God's placed in my life. Well, that's why I'm so thankful that if you are a born again believer in Jesus Christ, that you have the Holy Spirit residing within you and that He leads you, He guides you, He's your counselor. You may say, I don't know which direction to go. I don't know what He's placed in me. He wants to tell you. He wants to speak to you, but you have to awaken to the power that's within you. Some of you are so desperate for, God, I want this grand vision from the outside, and He's going, hey, 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 the Holy Spirit resides within you. He's your counselor. He wants to birth dreams in you. He wants to give you direction. You know, there is a war that's raging, there's a battle, but God has armed you with everything that you need to run this race well. And it's found in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are filled with the power and presence of God. You know, Moses dreamed of this, David prophesied of this. We are living in it. You know, the greatest dream that we can have is to be called sons and daughters of the Most High, to be filled with the very power that raised Jesus from the grave, that defeated death, hell, and the grave. That's inside of you. 
His Spirit is inside of you. And can I just say, you know, if you don't have a dream in here and you're like, can I place one in your lap? It is the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, be witnesses. Can I say, go into your living room? Some of you moms, go into your coffee shop, go into your college campus. That's your world. Go into your world. That's God's dream for your life. You don't have a dream. Pastor Lyle and Allison have a dream. Go listen to the the podcast from Vision Sunday last week and, and get on board with the vision of the house. Start to feed hungry kids in East Nashville with Elijah's heart. Start to minister to people alongside this house. There's a dream for you. Connect with a dream here until you get one for your own. Amen. But we're going to stand up. And I just believe that as we sing one song of worship, that the Holy Spirit is going to come and He's going to start to, for some of you, He's going to start to refresh your faith. He's going to breathe fresh wind on your faith. You go, I don't know if I can trust or believe God again. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the ability to trust Him again. Some of you will need focus. You need, I need to know where I'm going. I need to know what that bullseye is. He's gonna give you that. Some of you need fortitude. You need the Holy Spirit to come inside of you and say, hey, let's get some backbone, sweetheart. Let's be able to bear up under some stuff. And then lastly, some of you need to forgive. Some people say you need to forgive God. You need to forgive your dad. Don't leave this place bound. Some of you came in here, the only thing that you came in here for was to drop some stuff. Walk out of here free. Walk out of here free, amen? So Jesus, we thank you for the dreams that you've placed inside our hearts. We thank you that we are going to live and walk out our dreams with faith, with focus, with fortitude, and with forgiveness. Holy Spirit, come into this room and do what only you can do. Have your way in us, in Jesus' name. Thanks again for tuning in. If you would like to support the ministry of Legacy Nashville, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org give. And if you're listening by iTunes, please log into the store and give us a good rating and a review. It helps our podcast become available to new listeners. God bless.